Hi, everybody. This is your Alex speaking. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in yet again to Aurora Borealis and for making it through this many parts of Losers, a love story. I'm not going to bother explaining that to you because if you are this far in the story, I think you sort of get it by now. But I will say that if you are somebody who has followed any of my other work or any of the other work that we've done together as a group, you have probably figured out by now that I build a lot of my storytelling around themes that are very personal to me. You know, these big questions of trauma and identity and love and healing and pain, but I don't very often make room for myself in them. Um, you know, I kind of have perma-GM syndrome <laughs> a lot of the time. And while that has been amazing and while I, I absolutely love world building and I um, so adore the world of Revenant and everything that I've gotten to craft for everybody there in the main Horror Borealis campaign – it is very, very different to be um, a player in that world. Uh, it's a very different relationship to the material, and it's a very different set of responsibilities. And when I suggested to the group that I should play Bill, it was sort of um, built around this joke that like nobody else should have to do it, and that we could tell this version of the story where Bill like got out of the way for once and let these other really lovable and complicated and beautiful characters shine. And I think in the process, I got so defensive of this vision of what that story could look like that I did a disservice to myself and to all of the people out there who maybe saw themselves in this version of the character. And I know you're out there because I saw the results of that personality quiz. And I, I just think that, you know, there are people who have really found a lot of, of personal um, catharsis and and uh, I, I have really just envisioned themselves in a lot of these really beautiful characters. And I uh, think that it didn't occur to me so much that anybody except me would maybe feel the same way about this version of this character that I have brought to life in these episodes. And so I was thinking about all that and I you know, I think that you deserve those victories and triumphs and that catharsis too. And so I don't know if I succeeded in giving you that in this episode, but I can honestly promise you that this time I gave it and Bill everything I had. I know he's the worst, but I love him and I hope you love him. But, like, I also hope you love watching him suffer because this is going to suck for a hot minute. And on that note, content warnings. <laughs> like all other episodes of this show, up to this point, this episode deals with some dark and mature topics. Um, you can catch a full list of those in the show notes below. But the main topics you're going to be looking out for this time, if these are troubling to you, are going to be uh, reference to and discussion of child death and dismemberment as well as just generally speaking, children in danger, but that's kind of a given with this one. Um, you're also going to be looking at, however, emotional abuse, parental neglect, gaslighting and manipulation, and uh, depiction of like difficult home lives, as well as uh, discussion of divorce. So those are all things to keep an eye out for. In much happier news, I would love to acknowledge and credit the beautiful people that make this show work, Starting with our audio editor and sound designer, Ryan Bolter. Ryan, thank you so much for your incredible work. Um, I have a million wonderful things to say about you, and I've said many of them time and time again, and will say many more of them in the future. Uh, our 
The music for this series was composed by Andrew Giada, who also plays the role of Ben Hanscom. I don't think you hear a lot of Ben in this episode, which is a real shame, but you will be hearing that theme music kick in as soon as I'm done talking. The rest of the cast includes Beverly Marsh as played by Addison Peacock, Mike Hanlon as played by J.V. Hampton Van Sant, Eddie Kasparak as played by Val Patrone, and two special pinch hitters who came in clutch in this episode in particular, Richie Tozier as played by Tim Werner, and Stan Uris as portrayed by MJ. Um, I'm Alex Flanagan. I play Bill Denbro. I feel like you got that already <laughs> if you listen to the other four minutes of this introduction. And I think that is all I have to say, aside from thank you so much to the One Shot Network for having us and... Enjoy the show. Bye. Thank you all for joining me here in this space. I'm going to get started now. Yeah. I hope that's okay with everyone. I would love, to yeah. I would love for that space. to happen. Yes. Cool. Uh, it's early-ish morning in Derry. I think it's probably the time of morning when the streets are even quieter than they typically are, which is pretty gosh darn quiet. But Bill is walking down Main Street. He... um. He got up pretty early this morning. I don't think he slept very well, even after his conversation with Stan last night. And he is following the impulse of his feet. He is, at this point, moving down Main Street Dairy, I think, sort of the downtown area. And he's just found himself here after wandering away from the hotel. He's got a lot on his mind. And obviously, he knows that nothing else can happen until he finds this totem whatever this thing is that he's looking for, whatever this ritual object is that they can use to put an end to all of this. But right now, at least, he's thinking of other things. He's thinking of the world outside of Derry and everything that is still moving forward out there while all of this seems to occupy the entire universe. And he's thinking of his wife. And... He is lingering on the concept of a phone call that he's known for a few hours now he needs to make. Mm. And he just can't seem to figure out how to start it. But eventually, the need to get it done wins out. And he pulls his phone out of his pocket and he dials a number that he knows as well as his own. Even now, even with this strange overlay of a life lived here in Derry, even with two versions of himself trying to coexist in this same body, he he still, on impulse, knows this number. He still knows the person on the other side of it. Um, and I think that it's, it's a simple matter of habit to, to dial Audra and to count the rings. And um, soon her voicemail picks up which 
is maybe the best possible way this could have gone. Addison, do you want to, like, snap me off Audra Denbro's voicemail? I don't care what it sounds like. Hi, it's Audra. I can't come to the phone right now. If you need me, then try not to need me so much. Uh, leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Audie. A- Audra. Hey, um... I, uh... I, 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 I was hoping to catch you on a break, but, um... I... Well, I guess this might be better. Please, please listen to me. Um, just, I, 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 I mean, I mean re- really hear me out. This, this is going to sound cr- crazy, but I, I need you to listen to the whole thing. Don't, don't hang up and call me. Don't, <laughs> just don't, don't. There's something I have to do here. Um, in, in, in Derry. There's some, something I have to fix from, from when I was a kid, and, and I, don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out, Audra, but whatever happens, um, the man that you married isn't coming back from Maine. And I think it's best if... Whoever comes out on the other side of this um, doesn't come back to you at all. God, Audra, there's so much I I didn't tell you. Not, Not because I didn't want to, not because I was hiding it, but I didn't know it myself. I... When, like, a really, really fucked up thing happens to you as a kid your brain it 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 tries to 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 find ways to protect itself i guess and you never did anything wrong audra i i need you to know that you never you were a perfect wife but i'm 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 trying to do something right and I, I, I want you to keep it all. I want you to keep all of it. The, 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 the house, the, the, the other house, the joint account, the, um, the, the cats. You can have the car. I just, all, the only thing I want is, is, is my books. Um, just, that's the only thing. And, um, and, and the pages that I owe you, I, I know you already wrote better ones. And I think that you should shoot those instead and and you should put your name on it you are so so good at this life Audra and I'm I'm so glad and I'm so grateful that you brought me along but it's it's yours it it was never really mine and I don't think it can be ever again I um I know this all sounds fucking nuts and I can't ask you to understand but I hope that um I hope that if you hate me you make something really goddamn good out of it Like I know you will Goodbye Audra And he hangs up the phone.
And as terrible as he feels, as much as he hates himself in this moment, he feels free. Maybe in a way that he never has. And as he feels this rush in his chest, this this weightlessness, this sudden thrill of adrenaline coursing through his veins at maybe the first selfish decision he's made in 40 years. He looks up from where he's standing and he finds himself looking directly into a shop window and he's staring at a bicycle and he can't believe it at first, but he's staring at his bicycle. This bicycle that he would recognize anywhere. It's gray and it's awkward. It was too big for him as a boy. And even right now, it probably doesn't necessarily fit the body of any teenage child that he's ever met. But he's he's staring at this thing and he feels this breathlessness that defined some of the best moments of his youth. He remembers... He remembers um, riding home from school on that bicycle sometimes with Beverly's arms wrapped around him. He remembers on more than one occasion when he would... uh, when he would ride at breakneck speed down the the hill on Main Street and uh, he would have a basket full of books in the front that he was taking to Mike for some reason or another. He remembers this moment as a kid when Eddie was having a terrible asthma attack and there was no possible way that they were going to get to his inhaler in time. It would have taken some... like gravity-defying stunt to even make this possible. And when all of the laws of physics and all of the rules of reality needed to be bent or beaten, there was exactly one way to do it, and it was on the back of Bill Dunbro's bicycle. And he's overcome by this notion of a time in his life when he felt like he could do anything. And maybe it's that, or maybe it's the absolutely unhinged energy of someone who just divorced his wife over voicemail, but for whatever reason, he immediately knows what he has to do, and it is that he has to buy this bicycle in this exact moment. There is only one thing that he has to do with whatever money is left in his wallet, and it is acquire this this awkward bicycle in this store window on the main street of Derry, Maine. And so he... Um, I think he probably is, like, tugging at the door awkwardly, and maybe the store is, like, not supposed to open for another five minutes, but he is, like, frantically hammering on this store door. And I think he can probably, like, see the shopkeeper inside. Um, I'm not sure if somebody wants to wants to jump in here. I invite any of you to join me in this space. All right, all right, hold on. Ding, ding, Uh-oh. ding, ding. What? <laughs> Thank you for your sound design. <laughs> I I, 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 I I am so sorry. The, the the bike in the window. How mu- how much for the bike? 
Um, he kind of looks you up and down. Says, um... You're that, uh... Denboro boy, aren't you? Yeah, um... Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hi, I'm I'm Bill. Um, that's actually that's my b- bicycle from childhood. I would, I would love to buy it. I, yeah. It's your bike. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's your bike right now, but mm. I would like for it to be my bike again. That's why I was hoping I could exchange money for, you know, the for the for the bike. Hmm. And he kind of looks over at the bike and sees that the tag clearly says like a hundred dollars. Uh huh. And he's gonna look back at you. One fifty. A hundred and fifty fifty dollars for that bike. You want it? It's your bike, but it's in my shop. Okay. Yes. Fine. Fine. I will give you a hundred and fifty dollars for the bicycle. Um. I don't care. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. It's yours. Just be sure to wear a helmet. <laughs> um, he fumbles, I think, a fistful of 20s out of his wallet. And he sort of figures out haphazardly because, you know, he came in from the airport from London and all the ATM had was 20s. And so he just got like so many 20s in his wallet. Um, I think he, he hastily counts out you know, 160 and shoves it at the shopkeeper. And All right, let me get your change. Ding, 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 ding. You, 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 you could keep it. You know, just, I, I just want to get on this thing again. All right, all right. They sell bike, new bikes down the road. You don't want a brand new shiny bike? They don't make them like this. That they don't. You'll have yourself a good day there, Mr. Denbro. You too, Stephen King. <laughs> he looks directly at the camera. <laughs> um, so ding, ding, Bill ding, ding. wheels his bike out of the shop. And I think that he, if he actually bothered to check it, he would probably notice that like the wheels weren't quite inflated all the way and the chain is rusty and this thing is in terrible condition. But... None of that matters. None of that has ever mattered. This bike, to Bill at least, in his mind as a child, and maybe to a certain extent now, defies all laws that govern the world. This is a perfect bicycle. It is the platonic ideal of a bicycle. It is everything that all bicycles should and ever have represented to weird kids who don't have any other way to exert their will on the world. And I think that the only thing in him right now, the only thing that he wants to do, the only thing that he feels like he needs to do more than anything else in this world is to hop on this bicycle again, which is a great idea, except that Bill has not ridden a bicycle in probably 27 years. And I think that the instant that he does try to get on this thing, um, it's not beautiful it's definitely kind of a shaky start i think it takes him a few um awkward tries to sort of get the feel of this thing under his feet and to uh get his his legs pumping in the right way and to to sort of find his balance there's definitely like a group of children that are walking down the other side of the street who are just like staring at this man trying to operate a bicycle in a way that 
does not make any human sense. Um, but after a false start, he feels it start to move underneath him the way that it always did. And the instant that he's moving on this bicycle, the instant that he is one with silver again, um, there's no longer any doubt in his mind where he needs to go. And I don't even think that he's cognizant of going there. I think he just knows that he is going where he needs to be. And before he can even really put thoughts to that, before he can process anything other than the feel of the wind in his hair and the, the repetitive ritual movement of these pedals under his feet, he's in his old neighborhood again. And it's the same streets that he grew up knowing and exploring and, and, and traversing and... It's like nothing has changed. You know, it's all the same houses, maybe a fresh coat of paint here, maybe a, a new car in the garage here, but some of them aren't. Some of them look exactly they were the day he left. Some of them are still the same family cars that he grew up weaving around as he rode this wayward bicycle in and out, and in and out of the streets and around driveways. And he is so caught up in all of these things for a moment and this heady nostalgia that he um, he almost doesn't notice this area down at the other end of the street that if he were paying attention, he would recognize as the same storm drain that changed his life for the worse in every conceivable way. And suddenly it does catch his attention and it looks like there is a puddle collected near it as if the way it would be, you know, a day or two after a major rainstorm. Um, and when he looks down at it, it looks red. It looks like blood. And he does a double take. And in the instant that he loses his focus, um, the bicycle completely mutinies underneath of him and Bill flips over the handlebars <laughs> and lands flat on his back. Um, and... I think that maybe we get a glimpse and it's just water puddled around the storm drain, but the bike is splayed out on the street and Bill is just like, again, completely winded, flat on his back in the middle of the road. Um, and for a second, his, his vision sort of grays out a little bit and he can't really, he can't really breathe. He can't really catch his surroundings, but what he can tell is through this haze of, again, this, this altered, concussed viewpoint is his house, his childhood house. And I don't know if this were a movie, there'd be some cool cinematography. I like to do this thing. We all know this. It wouldn't be a me episode without one. I think, um, I think so. Bill is on the ground and he's sort of looking up, realizing he's out, out front of his childhood home and the way, mm -hmm. uh, that we see that transition happen is like, like you said, it's starting a POV shot and we sort of transition through this like cloudy gray sky. Uh, we're, we're landing on Bill's house and the light changes and it's that like beautiful gauzy summer sunlight. It's uh, totally yeah, different. That's perfect. Um, and there's a, a, a little group of kids just on their way home from school 
yeah. coming down the road. And it's the front door of the Denbro household. And um, it used to be that every day when um, when Bill got in the door, when he walked in that front door, he was supposed to um, to like go through his, his speech exercises for his mom. And she would meet him at the door and, you know, he would take off his jacket and, and, and put away his backpack and take off his shoes. And then he would go through these tongue twisters and these exercises and like saying his vowels. And um, he had to do all of them before he was allowed to go play or do anything fun or even start his homework. And there was this one specific one that always, 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 always caught him up worse than anything. His mom had this tongue twister that she had taught him. And it was, he thrusts his fists against the posts and still insists he sees the ghosts. And every single day, his mom would make him do it until he could do it mostly right. And then inevitably, she would give up on perfection and sigh and let him go on with his day. And that pressure to get it right, ironically enough, is the thing that made it absolutely impossible. And Bill, like recited this thing a million other times every day when he was like in between things at school in the hallways going from class to class or when he was out on the street walking home with with Rich and Stanley or even with Georgie he he could totally do it and he would do it like again and again and again and again and again but the second that he stepped inside it was like all of this pressure to get it right this one time suddenly gripped at his throat and and weighed down his tongue and all he could think about was how much his mom seemed to need him to do this thing right after Georgie died she didn't really seem to care that much anymore in fact she stopped noticing when he got home at all Um, his dad too when his dad was home, which wasn't really that often. But Bill still did it every day. He would he would walk in the door and, and slip off his shoes and hang up his jacket and put away his backpack. And he kind of had this belief somewhere in the back of his head, this sort of like this daydream, this this fantasy where one day he would walk into his house after school and he would get the entire thing perfect on the first try. And then everything would be different. You know, his mom would overhear from the other room and and maybe she would like gasp and Bill would hear the shatter of broken glass as she like dropped something and ran to him and he would see this warmth come over her face again. And then his dad would walk in the door and his mom would wrap him in her arms and look eagerly and say, Look, honey, Bill's done it. He finally got it right. And and then he would get it right again and again. And, and his parents would love each other again. And they would love him again. And everything would be okay. And then he wouldn't have to stare at his ceiling every night before bed, mouthing seamlessly through the jagged edges of words he was never going to be able to pronounce when it mattered. But that was just a dream. That was 
just a thought that Bill used to get himself out of bed and ready for school in the mornings or to get him out the door in the summer, you know, just a, a thing that sort of helped him pull himself up out of, you know, lying in his bed and um, get himself moving forward. It's something that like steadied him in these moments where everything else seemed really overwhelming. And it actually kind of became this exercise that he could cling to when he didn't feel like he could really do anything else. It was like sort of um, almost a talisman without his ever really meaning it to become one because, because the thing is that Bill was certain that if he could just do that, he could do anything. And sometimes he got really, really close to doing it, like impossibly close. And... Maybe, just maybe, that meant that he was more powerful than he could possibly imagine. He practiced it so much that it just rolled off his tongue reflexively when he was nervous or angry or scared or even just lost in thought. It was just this habitual thing, this, this quintessential Bill-ism that ruled the moments where he didn't know how to make himself be something else. And... In fact, he was even saying it right now as he walked down the street toward his house with Stan and Richie at his side. Um, They were probably arguing about something because they were like always arguing about something, but he hadn't actually been paying enough attention to know whatever it was. He was um, enjoying for a moment the fact that he had their company and that the school day was done. And for right now, at least there wasn't anything else that was weighing him down. It was a beautiful summer day, and maybe today would be the day. You know, maybe maybe today he would get it right. But the important thing is that he had these two. Um, Because, you know, even before everything, even before this summer, even before there was a Losers Club, even before, you know, Georgie had died, even before there was any memory of, of Bill having to be someone particular when he was just Bill Denbro. Um, Richie and Stanley had always been a part of that. They were the best friends that a boy could ask for. And on days like this, that was enough. Rich, you can't just make up new rules for math and expect them to work. Jesus Christ. Well, here's the thing. If it gets you the right answer... It works, and I, I've okay, got yeah. the right answer with it, it a few times. It doesn't always get you the right answer works. because I have a, a a quiz that I saw of yours that had a, a fat 40% on it, and I would love to know how that's working out for you, my friend. Okay, well, here's the thing. Teacher's wrong. Teacher's not the... The point of teacher is that teacher's not wrong. No, here's... So if you do 2x plus x... And then you put the X's together and then something happens and then you get four. That's a (laughs) Bill, come on. You got to back me up here. He's being unreasonable. You can't can't see into my brain. I am absolutely galaxy braining right now. You cannot even fathom what is happening inside of this encasement. I think Stan reaches out and slaps Richie on the back of the head. <laughs> Ow! Like, I don't know. It sounds I would like to, to me. briefly, from afar, say that 
Mike's not here at all. Just not at all. But <laughs> from afar, Mike is just like, fucking nerds. And goes back to reading <laughs> His mic senses are tingling. He's like, hmm, somewhere in a 20-mile radius, those two are at it again. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Bill kind of just s- smiles to himself and shakes his head a little bit. And I think at this point, they're like stepping up onto the porch uh, where the front door of the Denver home is. And he pushes the door open and... and as he always does, uh, goes through this little ritual of his. You know, he he slips off his shoes and he hangs up his jacket and he puts his backpack down and sort of clenches and unclenches his fists a few times. And without really meaning to, he he launches into this. And it's it's sort of under his breath. It's not like this big declaration that he makes every time. It's just habit. He 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 thrusts his fists against the posts and. and he thrusts his fists against the, the, the posts and still insists he's... Dude, season. we we all know you can fucking do it. Just, why are you doing it? Like, we all know you can do it, so... Beep, beep, Bridgie. I think probably they're, they're stuck inside today. It's a nice day out, but there's just not really much going on, and... Maybe they could go down to the the movie theater, but they're like none of them have any money, and nobody's sort of around in the barrens. They got chased off by one of those farmer people recently, and they're sort of trying to lay <laughs> low so their uh, their clubhouse doesn't get, um, you know, discovered too hard. And I th- I think Stan is pretty as as comfortable as a child can be in the Denver home, which is like not very, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> But it is fine. He he sort of makes himself at home enough to sort of kick his shoes off and, and place them side by side in the corner. And he says, come on, guys, don't do this shit. Let's go upstairs. I'm just saying he can do it and we know he can do it. <laughs> I think that this is a home where, um, <laughs> you know, not to like put it in a way that sounds so casually devastating, although I guess it is, which is just that. Um, when Stan is over here in the Denbro home, he sometimes feels like the closest thing to an adult <laughs> that is in the house. <laughs> um, so, like, to a certain extent, I think there's just this natural, like, kid logic comfort of, like, oh, I can make decisions here because I am the person most equipped to do that. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but good God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, I think they... They already are sort of making their way up the stairs. Um, as previously stated, you know, Bill has the the attic room that he previously shared with Georgie. And um, something that stands out when they walk in and when we as a viewpoint get to see this room is that for all intents and purposes, it looks like Bill still shares it with Georgie. Um, this room has two beds in it. This room has, you know all the trappings of something that like an eight-year-old kid would have in it. There's like a a little model airplane hanging above one of the beds. And there's like a toy box that has acquired a thin layer of dust over it, but is still open and strewn with toys that were never actually put away. There's still like, I think even on one of the corner posts of the bed, there is still a backpack 
that belonged to Georgie that Bill would probably describe as still belonging to Georgie. And it's, um, it's not something that Bill seems to take any notice of. You know, he walks in and he throws his stuff down on his bed and he sort of casually takes the chair at the desk where his typewriter is because that's just where he sits when they come hang out in here, which happens semi-frequently, you know, when they're not outside. And um, I think that, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to decide. I don't know if this would be necessarily the first time that they would have been over since Georgie's death, but I think if nothing else, it is at least like far enough along now that it is weird that this stuff is still here. Yeah, I think um, if I may, probably yeah. Richie and Stan have been over a bunch in the immediate aftermath of Georgie's yeah. death. Like they both went to whatever funeral services. Mm hmm did or did not happen. I don't know where we ever landed on that, but <laughs> <laughs> but they they definitely attended some when when Georgie was maybe still missing. I don't I actually do need to know mm -hmm. did was it like body went into the sewer or is it like the kid is dead and they just won't No, like, talk about the it? kid was very visibly dead. Okay, cool. Uh, so they went, they went the to sewer. a funeral. The they went to like a <laughs> They yeah. There was a closed casket funeral for yeah. Georgie Dunbro. Great. Yeah. Um they uh, probably, uh, Stan's parents have sent him over a bunch of times with, like, casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels right. But we're, this is, I think this is probably the first time that we're really just here to hang out without, like, a, like, this isn't a stopgap on our way to the Barrens or our way to uh, yeah, the, the movies that makes or whatever. Sense to me. Um, mm -hmm. This is our first time, actually, like, we're hanging out at Bill's house since, uh, since right. everything with Roy G. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. As far as Bill is concerned, he's not interacting with the room in a way that makes it apparent that he is cognizant of it. This is just Bill's room where he lives. And so I think, you know, he like has his backpack and he slings it down next to the desk and maybe like you were all supposed to get started on homework or something. And so he pulls out a composition book and uh, he uh, grabs a pencil from his desk and he's sort of like flicking it back and forth between his fingers as he casually flips through to like find what page you are all supposed to be on for your exercises or whatever whatever the kids do in school these days <laughs> whatever the kids did in school those days whatever the kids did in school those days um i feel like an asshole doing this but i know this is tim and i need to <laughs> jump into richie um but Richie's gonna uh, sit on uh, on Georgie's bed and start unpacking his things onto Georgie's bed. Okay, yeah, for sure. Like it, it was a little uncomfortable getting over there and like seeing it in the first place. But then Richie's like, "Eh, no one's using it," and then eh, just free like, bed. And hops on yeah. the bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's free real estate. Um, <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> Stan is. Uh, I, I think he's probably like. I mean, he's a, a nice, organized young man, and he has his homework, and it's, like, color-coded or whatever. Um, and he's he's starting to get it out, but he is just, like, staring at Richie as Richie, like, dumps his backpack <laughs> out on Georgie's bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, looking back at Bill, get, trying to gauge a reaction, looking at Richie, looking at all of the shit all over the room that's just, like, <laughs> belongs to somebody who doesn't live here. <laughs> yeah, I think that Bill is not, like overtly phased by it. Um, I don't think that there's like a visible 
response to it necessarily. He's still looking down at his composition book and he's like, what, what, what are we even supposed to write about our like plans for this summer? You know, you know, like, <laughs> they just want to see words on paper. Um, Hey, Bill, uh, do you... Uh, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. What's up? Um... No, it's, uh, it's, it's nothing. It's not important. Um, I think, uh, I was gonna work on some of the Spanish vocabulary, um, so... I'll just be over here with my flashcards. Um, Richie is like visibly bored. <laughs> and then like th- three minutes in visibly bored. Um, and he kind of like rolls over on the bed and starts like patting at the pillows and like trying to find something <laughs> to occupy his brain with. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I think maybe there's like a, uh, Shoot, I'm I'm trying to think of like something I can hand you to be a real asshole with. Oh, maybe it's there's okay. like I've got some, but <laughs> oh, okay, great. No, if you have stuff ready to go, I was just gonna say maybe there's like a hat or something that Georgie used to wear that's like shoved under the pillow or something. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay. Well, actually, no. Maybe maybe that is like where his rain hat had like ended. Oh, okay. Um, it was just like around the the bed on like the nightstand or something. Um, someone just kind of threw it over there, not really trying to place it anywhere specific because like mm-hmm. he's not going to use it anymore. Um, so Richie just kind of like puts it on and then like grabs some GI Joes and like starts reenacting like. Uh, Oh, don't go off to war. I'll never see you again. And then uh, finds like a toy boat and then uh, puts one of them on there. And it's like, it's okay, honey. And then they kiss. And then like he sort of mimics going off to to see on the boat. And then he's like, oh, Captain Mayday, we're going down. And then uh, throws the boat off the, the side of the bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I cannot explain why that is so funny to me. But I mean, there is something inherently hilarious about two G.I. Joes looking at each other and saying, no, don't go off to war. <laughs> Specifically, G.I. Joes make that so much funnier to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I feel like as you are, are are like fucking around with the boat specifically, Bill does kind of like visibly tense. Um, but the thing is, I don't think that he knows he's doing it. I think it's like you um no you know what here's like a visible cue i think you're like playing with the two gi joes and bill just kind of like rolls his eyes and like smiles like okay yeah whatever typical richie shit i think you start playing with this boat specifically and like the pencil snaps in bill's hand jeez louise uh stan definitely is gonna like look up and say god richie you're such a fucking child cut that shit out what i'm bored do your homework. <laughs> I think the the cap kind of like slides down on his head, and he has to like fix it because it doesn't fit right. God. 
Yeah, Stan has, he has, like, a bunch of flashcards of his, like, Spanish vocabulary, uh, uh-huh. and they're just in his hands, and he's he's not looking at them, but he's shuffling through them to try and sort of, like, give the illusion of normalcy, but he is, he's absolutely just, like, watching Bill try to get his shit together, watching Richie <laughs> fucking, like, making it worse. <laughs> yeah, and I think Richie's trying to like sort through his homework and just like throwing papers everywhere, just trying to figure out what to do first because apparently he has to do his homework now. <laughs> apparently, nobody's going to indulge him in this space. Play with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that Bill like shoves his composition book back in his backpack and and probably. Also has his flat. No, he looks over at Stan. I think he's like, uh, he, here, g- give me, um, give g- give me half of those, and we can, we can trade off. Uh, Stan sort of like splits the deck and hands some over, um, mm-hmm. and fully like not. He's he's not gonna get into the zone until he's like fixed the problem. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> but he doesn't know he doesn't know how to like poke at the wound that Bill is pretty obviously trying to pretend isn't there uh, without yeah, making it sure. worse. Uh, and he's just like, well, I mean, I guess I have to wait for Richie to tear the band-aid off and then I can clean it up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he does hand a bunch of flashcards over to Bill. Richie's like trying to play it off that he's like starting to do his homework, but then he like gets distracted by the dusty old toy box that's like right next to the bed and starts like fishing through it with one of his hands. And then comes across this, like, old ratty, like, Barbie doll or something. And it's it's missing one of its arms. And its head is, like, turned backwards or whatever. And uh, he just, like, holds it up and is like, hey, this looks kind of like Georgie. Um, I think that, like... <laughs> Yeah, that was a bold, a bold <laughs> statement. Uh, I don't know how to, like, water that down at all. No, 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 no. You're You're exactly totally right. I think the thing is that um, this is probably a moment that, like, Stan and any sane human being, so Stan, would expect to, like, be just, like, an unforgivable, just, like, an absolute, you know, a a, a do-not-enter zone of a joke. Um, it is simply a bridge too far, but I think what actually happens is that Richie says this, and Bill, like, looks up at him, kind of in disbelief, and then actually kind of, like, against his better judgment, starts laughing. Like, and not even just, like, uh, okay, un- uncomfortable, awkward. I think it's like, there's this moment where the utter absurdity of this situation becomes simply too much to bear. And the only thing that he can possibly do is laugh about it. And I think it starts as just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, what? Like, what, what human being would say that? But it builds and suddenly Bill is like laughing the hardest he has laughed in months the dam has broken and like every emotion that this poor boy has been shoving down as deep into his chest cavity as it can possibly go is like all coming out at once in a way that doesn't make any sense but like it's so funny because 
you know, he's been living in this house with parents that will barely look at him, that will not acknowledge the fact that, like, there was another child that lived here, and he is dead. And not only is he dead, but he died in a horrible way, and nothing is the same as it was, and everything is different, and everything is somehow just supposed to keep on being normal in a way that is not even remotely approachable. And in, you know, in in months of horrible spring and summer, like, nobody has said this once. Nobody has even acknowledged this elephant in the room. And then suddenly, Richie fucking Dozier is sitting on his dead brother's bed, holding up this busted-ass Barbie doll and saying, this looks like your dead brother. (laughs) And I think that that's just more than Bill's brain can handle. But it is almost somehow, in some twisted way, like the thing that he has needed more than anything else. And I think he's just laughing and laughing. And, like, he can't even form the words to say beep beep Richie or, like, knock it off or whatever he might feel like he's supposed to say in this moment. He's just... Tears are streaming down his face. And he is, like, bent, doubled over in this desk chair, like, cannot function. And it's just the weirdest moment of his life. (laughs) Stan is aghast. Stan is putting his face in his hands. <laughs> I think Richie is like continuing with this and like uh, pretending that like now it's Georgie's ghost or whatever oh and like slowly God. waddling over to Bill. <laughs> like, ooh. I'm going to steal your arm now. <laughs> and then like uh, pokes on it and then he starts pulling at his arm. <laughs> Rich. You can't. You can't joke about that. I mean, you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'm laughing. You're, you're, you're completely ridiculous. Hey, Bill, can I be serious for a sec? Do you want to, like, do you want to live in this room like this forever? Um, where, where else would I live, Stan? In my house. No. <laughs> uh, just like, I don't know, isn't it about time we pack all this stuff up? How could you pack this shit up when it's so fun? I have had quite enough of your idea of fun for the time being, mister. <laughs> I think that Bill looks kind of sobered at this thought. Like, um... For everything that's happened, this has not occurred to him as a thing that he is allowed to do or to want. And I think he kind of um, sits there awkwardly for a second, maybe like rubs the back of his neck and he's like, I, 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 um, I, I, I ha- haven't really thought about it. Um, do you maybe want to think about it? You can tell me to step off if you want, but... 
no, no, it's, um, it's okay. It's just, my, my parents never, um, ne never come, come up here anymore. And I, I think that maybe, maybe they just don't think, think about it, but, um, I don't, it, it, it never really seemed like something I could do, do by my, my myself, you know? So do you want to move Georgie's shit into the living room so they have to think about it? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Rich. I just... You, I mean, you don't have to, like, do it alone. I I can help. Richie can fuck around with toys and, and we can clean everything up. I mean, I'll help. No, yeah, you're you're saying that right now. You're gonna get distracted ten seconds in looking at some like fucking finger trap you got down at the dime store. I know it. <laughs> All right, asshole. I'll show you helping, and then I think Richie grabs a trash bag and like throws shit into it, and it's like clanging against the floor. Gosh. This is how I mean, like whatever he threw in there like absolutely breaks. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think for a second, Bill like kind of starts to like reflexively lunge after it in this way of like holy shit like you've got to be careful with this stuff but then suddenly like this light clicks on in his head of like no you don't like you literally don't like what does it matter if my dead brother's possessions get broken when we throw them into this trash bag like it literally doesn't matter and i think that something about that again is just like this weird guilty, euphoric, unhinged kind of, like, crazed release. And there is this moment, and suddenly there's this realization. And I think that Bill, like, looks around and, and picks up one of the G.I. Joe dolls that you had been playing with a moment before, and he, like, considers it for a second, turns it over in his hand, and then just chucks it in the trash bag. And, like, kind of giggles a little bit. Like, uh, what? <laughs> what, did, what did I just do? Um, but I think it's, like, suddenly the dam has burst. And suddenly this tension that was living in this room up until this point um, disperses. And it feels like a light is shining through. And I think maybe we get, like this little montage for a few minutes of just the three of them doing this and um, you know like Bill and Richie just like picking up things and tossing them and like maybe Stan trying to keep some sort of order like actually moving things around and like sweeping or doing something that is more useful than just like <laughs> putting a trash bag on the other side of the room and seeing who can Kobe their way in um, but you know it's like eventually um, between the three of them, they find some system that works and <laughs> and they, they get most of this room sort of cleaned up and squared away. And, you know, there are things that three, like, teen boys cannot feasibly do for themselves. They're, they're not going to move this bed down into the living room. <laughs> they're not going to, <laughs> like, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to completely exercise the things from this room that need to be gotten rid of. I think Stan but, does do a load of laundry that includes washing the sheets on the other bed. I love that. Yeah. Just because Stan canonically likes to do laundry. 
It's <laughs> a very important trait of his that we cannot forget. I love him. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that's what that is. At some point towards the end of this process, um, maybe actually I think when Stan like brings the sheets back up and goes to like put them on this bed, um, there is something that has been sort of shoved under the mattress of that bed that uh, probably, I guess, Stan would then be the one to find. Mm-hmm. And it is just this little photo album bound in, in like, red fabric. I think it's it's pretty corny. It says, like, precious memories embossed on yeah, the front. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like, <laughs> definitely, you know, standard sort of, like, four by six photo size, um, just a little, little book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And as Stan is levering the mattress up to, like, make sure he's got his miter corners or whatever uh he finds it and he's like hey bill um did you want to keep this or uh or look at it or something Mm -hmm. and he holds Um, it up and bill looks over and uh i think sees the photo album and the color drains from his face he looks kind of visibly The expression, someone who looks like they've just seen a ghost, I guess, does apply here. But he uh, he sees this photo album, and I think he he goes to, like, grab it out of your hands. I think Stan, Stan lets it go pretty easily. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, did, I didn't. Um... No, no, you just, you, you can't, um, I, you, you, you can't, you, you, you can't look at this. It's, um... It's, uh, it's, it, 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 um, it's haunted or, um, I I don't, I I don't want you to get hurt. Uh, Richie just like holds out the trash bag, just like, okay, throw it away. I don't. I don't know if I'm... This is all I have, Rich. Uh, he kind of, like, puts the trash bag down. I, um... When... When Georgie died, I, um... I brought this up here. From from the living room. I, I thought... You know, I, I liked to, to look in it sometimes because it's all of our family pictures and it's, you know, with the whole family when things were, you know, but I, um, a, like a, a, a week or two ago, I was, I was flipping through it and, um, and it was there in the, in, in in the pictures, I I I know I sh- should get rid of it. I know I sh- should, but but I can't. Okay. Um. We don't have to do anything with it. I just 
I don't know, Big Bill, if it's dangerous or... I don't want you to get hurt either. I do want something fucky to happen with this photo album. So if anybody has any suggestions, I am open to them. I mean, probably the easiest thing for us right now is for it to, like, grow, not grow legs, but, like, (laughs) but, like, supernaturally fly out of Bill's hands. Yeah, it, like, falls on the floor and and the pages flip open. Can I suggest something? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. do you mind if I if I make Take a over. little if I make a little it. Pennywise? Yeah, do it. Okay, so the photo album, as if jerked by something, an unseen force flies out of Stanley's hands and lands on the bed, open to a picture. Let's say a picture of, um, you know what? Let's say like last Halloween. Okay, um, I'm just thinking of a picture where Bill and Georgie would be photographed. A good picture where they'd be photographed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the pages start to flip on their own. We're moving uh-huh. on, it's moving on its own. And instead of seeing a new picture on each page, you're seeing the same picture. The same picture, it's got Georgie, say Georgie's dressed as like a fireman. And mm-hmm. Bill's dressed as, I don't know, pick what would Bill dress as for Halloween? Pick a costume. I, it doesn't super matter to what I'm doing here. Oh, but God. I wanna, yeah, I know, but like... But if this is the one thing people decide to draw fan art of and I haven't picked the right thing, then, like, I'm oh, never going to forgive so myself. Uh, does he dress up as uh, Stephen Sherlock King? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, <laughs> he does it. not dress up as Stephen King. Sherlock Holmes is a great poll. Bill absolutely <laughs> yeah. dresses up as Sherlock Holmes for okay. Halloween. Bill is Sherlock Holmes for Halloween. Um, and as the pages flip, uh, you notice that Bill sort of starts to fade out of the picture. Like, he fades out, mm. like... Like fading, uh, like a like the like the image fading from the photograph, and Georgie's expression starts to change. It gets darker. It gets angrier. It gets. It's if it, it's less like it's looking at the camera and more like it's looking at you. Hmm. The pages flip, and suddenly, uh, as it keeps flipping, it gets. Bill's faded completely from the picture, and we just start to zoom in on Georgie's face, and his eyes are blank. And that's all I had. I just wanted the flipping. I think when it starts to zoom in more, that was so anticlimactic. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's okay. Let him go. Um, When when it starts to zoom in more, uh, we just get this cut of like Richie like slamming it with a broom. I think that you slam it with this broom and um, like it sort of, you know, flutters for a second and then maybe like blood starts to pour out of it. I don't know. Let's get this real weird. Uh, <laughs> squishy oh, oh, look. Let me, let me, let me get, let me tap back in and say sewer water. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So yeah, 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 yeah. We just cleaned this room. <laughs> yeah, we did. Huh? It's when, okay. Fine. When Richie, when Richie hits it. I was going to say it was a squid. A squid. I mean, canonically, the blood won't be there for anybody except us, which is not great, but the sewer, <gasps> the sewer water, my bad. When Richie hits it with the broom, it falls onto the ground. Okay. So at least it's not what getting on thing? the mattress. No, <laughs> But yeah, the pages of this album start to become soaked with like dirty water spreading out from the like the the center binding, the spine of the book. Uh, Shit! I tried to help. I don't. I. I what's it doing now? Just. Uh, May I, 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 I just hop in again? Yeah. Yeah. 
This might be unhinged. You might not want to do this, but I wonder if any one of these boys ever grew up hearing urban legends about sewer gators. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Probably. (laughs) In Maine? I sure, yeah. (laughs) Why not? It doesn't matter where you are. The urban legend is people buy pet alligators when they're little, and then they flush them down the toilet, and then they live in the sewer. Um, sure, oh, why not? I mean, I'm sure that Richie also read Batman comics, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. What if perhaps the uh, as the water spills out, um, the photo album, let's say it's flipped upside down, so like it's the, the spine of and the outside of the book is like mm-hmm. what you're seeing and the pages are open against the ground? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And let's say that something starts to like push on it from underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Ooh. as it pushes out of the way... There's a little tiny baby alligator there with like big, wide yellow eyes. Uh huh. And as you look at it, it starts to grow. Oh, God, no. I hear this everything tiny about little that. attic room, a huge, yes. gigantic gator. Oh, oh my God. God. No, 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 no. Um, okay. It starts I. To grow. Oof. Um, I would like to act under pressure yeah. to, uh, like, grab the book and, like, Force it closed on this rapidly growing baby gator. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I can think to do. <laughs> I understand. Roll. That is a uh, ten. It's like twisting nice. around and snapping its jaws, and you just know that the second it's big enough to do some real damage, all this thing wants to do is sink its teeth in and start ripping oh, off Oh, God, no. Yeah, so I'm, like, holding it out awkwardly, like, in front of me. Like, I have the, the book closed around this thing, and it is, like, it is containing this haunted gator for the time <laughs> being. But, yeah, it, it is, like, fighting back against my grasp, like, clearly trying to wrangle its way around. Mm-hmm. And it's getting bigger with every second. Soon it will uh, uh, to cross inside the book. I would probably oh, maybe Lord also like to act under pressure. I wanna I wanna try and tape this thing shut with some duct tape. <laughs> yeah, go, do there it. There you go. <laughs> okay. Is act under pressure plus cool or plus sharp? Yeah, it's plus cool. Yeah, oh cool. great. My best stat. Uh. <laughs> also, I got my a rationale was simply Oh good. Hey, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. My rationale was simply that when it, it was simply that I can imagine like kids in the town if like a kid dies in the sewers I can imagine the rumor being like a sewer Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Anyway, probably uh, some kid that died earlier this summer was like terrified of gators and the pennywise that pennywise them was a sewer gator. So like I don't know, you know, it's it's fine. It totally works in the fiction for me. Um yeah, you got a 10? Yeah, I got a 10. You got a 10. Okay, sweet. Then, I get yeah. Big big roll of duct tape that I found earlier while I was organizing your catastrophe mm-hmm. of a room. Uh, and oh. I, I come over and I'm like, okay, you gotta hold it and I'm gonna have you move your hands when I have the... And uh, Stan's just like wrapping the duct tape around and around and oh. around and around and around the book. <laughs> like, Incredible. I'm sorry if the residue does not come off. Just keep it... Closed. This, this, this thing is growing. Uh, yeah, he's gonna totally mummify this thing in that <laughs> Incredible. I think it's still like bulging though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not and a great word. Ripping bulging. sound as the bindings of the book start to give. Oh God. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> and I think I think that Bill is looking at both of you with like wide, terrified eyes, and he's like, we. we we have to d- d- 
we have to destroy it. Richie like holds open the bag again. Throw it in, throw it in, throw it in, throw it in. I don't think that's gonna help, Rich. <laughs> um, I don't know. Relic, please. Thank you. There is, I think, one of the things that um that Stan found when when he was cleaning the room is, and and this is sort of like telling of Bill that this hasn't been moved really because it's it's not uh, a Bill thing uh-huh. or it's it's not a Georgie thing. It's a Bill thing. Um, but on Bill's desk, there is still this like bowl with uh, the residue of some paraffin wax in the bottom and a big box Oof, of matches. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And I think Stan sees the matches and he snatches them up and he says, okay, we, we're we going to have to go outside with this, but oh, just do it boy. here. What the hell does it matter? Just do it here. It's going to burst. Richie, we're going to burn the fucking house down. And he like grabs. Okay, all the better. Grabs Bill by the arm. Damn, Richie. <laughs> Richie. Richie wise. Burning the house down. I'm just trying to get this thing over We don't have time for this. Outside. I think that like out on the back like patio of the Denver home, there's this completely at this point fallen into disuse and disrepair old like charcoal grill. Yeah, totally. That's definitely. You know, not been used since last summer and, like, not not been mm-hmm. used since long before Georgie died. Uh, and it's kind of rusty and it hasn't been cleaned out or anything. Uh, and Stan uh, yanks open the, the hood and, like, motions for Bill to throw the book in. Um, and yeah, and he, he does. He, um, he, he places it gingerly in there Um, because you know again this thing is still sort of like jumping around a little bit and it's making these growly horrible alligator sounds have fun Mm -hmm. Ryan and um, (laughs) And I think uh, you know I probably will have to roll for this but but the way that I yeah we should probably roll for it right roll something yeah probably Um, what are we rolling for great question (laughs) we're rolling to set the book on fire well, it's jumping. I think around. anything will be an act under pressure yeah. right now. Yeah, but I think that if you are going to start to do it, um, Bill's going to stop you. Just like yeah. place a hand on your on your chest real quick and just be like, "Wait, um, I, I um, I, 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 I want to do it." Yeah. All right, Big Bill. Uh, and he, he <laughs> which is the, like the most the wildest possible thing to say under the circumstances. Yeah. Um, and uh, all the meanwhile, like you just hear this clanking in the grill, and like the hood is like popping open. Just this <laughs> solemn, sober moment of like, no, it has like, to be me. And there's like a gator like coming out of this. Down. Just like, no, can't hurry the fuck up. I think Richie yeah, has um, like a big uh, like barbecue oven mitt, like, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> like trying to hold it in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Stan, like, presses the matches into your hands and and snatches up the lighter fluid that's on the, like... Yes. ...little supply shelf of, you know, charcoal and, and tongs Phenomenal. and other dad accessories. And he's he's just, like, ready to go. He's like... Incredible. Okay. <laughs> um, Bill takes the matches and he sort of closes his eyes and he breathes for a second. Thrusts his fist against the post. Stellantis sees the ghosts. Thrusts his fist against the post. Stellantis sees the ghosts. And he um strikes one of the matches. And 
He rolls his dice. And... Okay. Um, <laughs> that is a six. Okay. But I have... Helping out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Use a I move. Can... Use a move. I can use a move called In Memoriam. When I appear in another loser's memory to help them out, I roll plus weird. Uh, oh, super. Okay. And I can help you out. Cool. I also have one if, if this doesn't work. Okay. We're going to make it happen. I have a plus two to weird. <laughs> I got an 11. Plus two is 13. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. Motherfucker. Right. I think the lighter fluid probably counts as an assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think... Like, with Richie sort of controlling the, the hood of the charcoal grill or whatever. Stan's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. say, okay, lift it up really quickly. <laughs> and he just, like, douses this thing in lighter fluid, and it's getting everywhere. It's disgusting. Uh, it's not cute, but it does, it gets the job done. <laughs> he says, okay, Bill, go. <laughs> and Bill throws the match in, and it goes up. Um, it goes up almost more quickly than you would think it should be possible for it to do, but exactly as quickly as you would expect it to if you were a kid with no real understanding of how things are supposed to start <laughs> burning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that for a few moments, it's just these three boys standing around this busted charcoal grill uh, as the last evidence of the Denbros ever having been a happy family burns away. Woof. <laughs> and that's uh, and that's what it is. And I think that it's the three of them standing in mostly silence for a couple of minutes, just watching the smoke trail up to the sky and the rattling sounds that are coming from inside the hood of the charcoal grill slowly diminish. And, um, the moment sort of draws to a natural conclusion. I think the only thing I really want to add to end cap this is when they go back inside, I think they at the door sort of unexpectedly, like they open the door and it just so happens that like Bill's mom is just passing by. And I think for a second, there's this brief surge of fear of like, oh shit, we're coming in from outside, we smell like smoke, we look like shit, like, what is she going to think we were up to, like, we were going to be in so much trouble? Or maybe Bill is just, like, hoping that he's going to be in so much trouble, you know? Mm. And I think she just kind of glances at them and then, like, maybe briefly acknowledges that Stan and Richie are, like, over-visiting Says something like, you know. Says something oh, hey, like, Stan and Richie are over visiting. <laughs> you nailed it. That's incredible characterization. Um, something like, you know, there are snacks in the kitchen or snacks in the fridge or whatever. They're not mm -hmm. like out of the kitchen because that would mean that she, she would have effort. set them out. Yeah, yeah. which didn't happen. Um, Thanks, Mrs. D. But just some acknowledgement. And then um, the three of them go back up to what is now decidedly Bill's bedroom. And I'm not going to say that they finished their homework. I don't want to put that on them, but the option is there. Well, That's the bold. other two might, but Richie does not. <laughs> oh, thank you for the game. He wouldn't have any. You are all so bold. <laughs> the scene fades away and uh, we're left with adult Bill Denbro splayed out on the blacktop of the street just down from his childhood home. And I think he 
manages to pull his aching body up off the ground and collects himself and sort of looks around. And then he sees again that pool of what could be blood or could be water or could be, God forbid, something else, like just outside the storm drain. And in this moment, he does, of course, recognize exactly which storm drain this is. And I think without really meaning to, he feels himself compelled towards it. And he like (laughs) leaves his bike where it is lying in the middle of the road. And as if nothing else exists in this world, he sort of starts slowly making his way over to the storm drain and lowering himself down to eye level with it and peering inside. And inside, you see a familiar shape. Dirty frills, wiry red hair, like like a liquid, like blood thickened. You see smeared makeup, white, white on gray sleeves and, and a smile. And the teeth even look white, or at least in the shadow they look white. Because you look closer and they're yellow and stained and old and crooked and you know that smile it's a familiar smile and out from that mouth comes hello Billy you me let's just have a talk shall we Looks like you were riding your bike, Billy. (laughs) Where'd you find that old thing? Come on. Don't you want to say hi to an old friend? You're not gonna wear someone else's face today? Not today, Billy, no. Not for you. <laughs> Not for you, Billy. Come on. Let's just have a chat, you and I. Let's just talk. How's the family? How's the wife? <sighs> Nothing to say on that. I think it's kind of fun (laughs) that you think that the first decision that you've made that's been selfish has been leaving her. (laughs) You don't you don't know you can't Pennywise leans closer, and when he does lean closer, you see this makeup smeared into the hair. You see red now around his lips, curling up into a smile, a forced smile, but a smile nonetheless. His eyes are sunken in deep, almost tired, but you know this thing doesn't sleep like you sleep. And he says, (laughs) 
Billy. <laughs> You're a selfish man, Bill Denbro. Is it hard being an author, Billy? To write all those words, pen chasing paper, chasing pages on pages. <laughs> to sell the world a story that is in you. A maybe a prince, a protagonist, a brave person. But that doesn't really exist in you. Bill. Big, strong, adult Bill. Did you know your name is derived from wanting to save people? Bill. To Billy, to William, to Wilhelm, to desire protection. And yet... <laughs> it's the only thing you failed to do in your life. <laughs> and Pennywise leans back into the sewer getting shrouded in shadow and looks at you and goes, you put on the happy face, smile with the wife, wave to the fans, but at the end of the day, Billy, you didn't save any of them. Greedy. Selfish. <laughs> Using these people to hoard your pain like bookshelves. How many shelves do you have now? Were your parents not enough for you? Were the losers not enough for you? <laughs> Was Georgie not enough for you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, Billy. Listen. <laughs> Nobody has to die, Bill. Nobody has to get hurt. It was just you. It always has been you, hasn't it? What? <laughs> you were too stupid and selfish to figure that out. You dragged everyone into this mess. <laughs> they thought you were so brave, didn't they? <laughs> they all thought you were so smart, so special. Billy Big Bill. Who's gonna tell them, Bill? <laughs> Who's gonna tell them, Bill? <sighs> and Pennywise then reaches towards you just a little bit, almost wanting to cup your face, but moves back. It's just a talk. You know there's no tricks, no no surprises. <laughs> Bill flinches a little bit um, when when Pennywise moves, sort of like pulls back and, and, and closes his eyes in spite of himself and then immediately regrets it, immediately regrets letting this thing have any idea that any of these words are hitting home. Um, and he swallows hard and, and opens his eyes and continues to stare this thing down. And it continues to stare you down, unblinking. It studies you. You can tell, but it's not in a way that makes you seem unfamiliar to him, but it's in a way that's so curious. The man before him, 
the boy he was. He's still smiling, still unblinking, his, his eyes sunken and huge, and he starts speaking again. Your parents, they stayed together for you, didn't they? Only for you. They could have been happy if they had moved on. Perhaps split. You know, like most parents do. <laughs> Oh, don't look so sad. Beverly could have been happy all these years. You know who she was with, right? She was with a man who hurt her every single day. She could have been with someone she loved. Ben and her, perhaps. <laughs> Instead of being hung up on lost love, setting you, Bill. All she was thinking of was you. She was searching for you. When she ended up with someone who could hurt her. <laughs> oh. Benny never stood a chance. Not against you. <laughs> he always believed in you. Big, strong Bill, strapping Bill. He couldn't compete. Not with the writer, not with the protagonist. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, poor Eddie. Didn't have a chance. Staggering around with a knife in his back. Oh, and you made him like Georgie, didn't you? You looked I, at him, and you saw a baby brother. I, 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 I never. <laughs> no, shh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. You could have left with Richie. He was going to leave with Richie. You kept him here, remember? <laughs> I saw you outside of that little house. Oh, Bill. And I think Pennywise uh, starts starts being a little bit more I don't know. Straightens himself out. Looks at you a little <laughs> concerned. As if more and more as he talks to you it less and less becomes a game. And it's, it's so hard because it was easy to believe at first that this was a trick, this was a game, that this was some sort of trial he had to undergo. It's not like he's never seen this terrible clown's tricks before, but the thing is that everything he's saying feels true. He sucks air through his teeth. He doesn't need air, but he likes to show it off a little. His teeth. The same place. Many kids. Many kids, not just Georgie. Were gone. Had been left. Had met their demise. 
And he exhales. And he looks deep into your eyes. And he continues. Richie. Your best friend, Billy. Some best friend. You couldn't even let him have the one thing he wanted. To be comfortable, to be safe. With Eddie. Could have been away from all of this. <laughs> he is so sad to know you. Why do you think he doesn't like to make jokes around you? He so sad. Oh, and don't get me started on Mike. Mike stayed here for 27 years and will not let you forget it. He wanted to get out of the town and instead of... instead of you solving your own problem, you wondered... Is his life worth yours? And who could forget Stanley? Sweet Stanley. Does he still look like stars in the sky when you look at him? <laughs> you saw his bandages yourself, Billy. You know what they mean. You know what all of this did to him. What it made him do to himself. Stop it. Do you think this is the first time this has happened to him? This is what happens when you care about people too much. I, I said stop it. <sighs> and he does pause for a moment. It, it, it doesn't matter. None of it matters we're going to get what we need and we're going we, to do what has to be done we, and we are never going to let you hurt anyone ever again we 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 <laughs> you're still putting all of their lives on the line aren't you <laughs> is that what matters to you Putting someone else's life on the line. Is that why Georgie left you? Is that why all of them <laughs> ran away from this place? Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Mm. And I think... He, he looks, he finally breaks eye contact, looking down at what you assume is his feet or the rest of the sewer or more sewer water. And he looks down and he's not sad. He's contemplative. He's thinking. But he's not <laughs> thinking of something to mess with you. He's not thinking about what sort of tricks he can pull, what else he could say. He makes it look as if he's thinking about all the pain you've caused. A concerned feeling that doesn't really exist, but is showcasing on his face. Because if anything, Pennywise is a clown. 
a performer. And he's playing the part of <laughs> concerned creature. <laughs> he looks back up at you like you're the monster. He winces, but his eyes open. And he stares at you again. He has to put on a smile now. Oh. Well, I suppose. Go on. Bring everyone out. Put all their lives on the line. Bring your little toys, your little games. And let them go one by one. Their entire lives sacrifices for you, Billy. Just like Georgie. Just like all of them. Falling down. Oh. And it will be... <gasps> Wonderful to see you. I'll save you for last. So you can watch them all die. I think at that, um, Bill is unable to restrain himself. And I think he shoves his arm out as if to grab Pennywise by the throat. As if to just, like, this completely reflexive action. And I think maybe manages to just grab, like the frills of the collar and something crumples under his fingers, but it's not actually the frills of the fabric. It's something that feels more like paper, like waxy paper that gives and, and, and pricks at his palm with its sharp edges. And he pulls it back sort of with this look of, anguish and recognition already written on his face but at the same time also this surge of resolve burning in the pit of his stomach and he looks at the SS Georgie in his fingers and if Bill looks back it's not Pennywise not down there, not right now it's a boy in a yellow raincoat looking at his older brother. He's wet, his jeans soaked, and his eyes huge. His hands are reaching towards his older brother, and he's looking at him with his big eyes, and he says, B Billy? Billy, I, I want to go home. Billy, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not real. It's not real. Billy, I, it's not real. Do you, it's not real. Billy, it's not real. And Billy, Bill stands up pushes himself back from the storm drain and clenches this paper boat in his palm. And he shakes, it's not real. And 
from the storm drain. If it's cool with you, Alex. Yeah, if you're go not for vibing it. on this. No, 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 it's fine. Um, a wet hand comes out. And it slowly is sliding something out. But with a struggle. And it's Georgie. And he's looking at Bill. And he goes, Bill, I, I'm scared. <laughs> Help, please. I'm scared. <laughs> and it gets yanked. His whole body, his torso. You see the hand dragging back. There's already blood pouring from it. And he goes, Bill! <laughs> I don't want to die, Bill! <laughs> Help me! And for a second, Bill does sort of stagger after it little awkwardly but he catches himself and he closes his eyes and he studies himself and he again repeats to himself it's not real it's not real and then he looks back down at the storm drain where he can see the glittering yellow eyes of Pennywise he says it's not real but you are and that means I can kill you. I'm sure you could. <laughs> I'd like to see you try, you and your friends. No. Not this time. And Bill turns with the boat clenched in his fist. And he runs over to his bike and he writes it in the street and he starts to awkwardly climb onto it and he is <laughs> the clumsiest he's ever been in his life he's overwhelmed with adrenaline and emotion and he knows somewhere deep in his soul that this bike could take him anywhere but right now there's only one place he wants to go there's only one place he feels he needs to go and it's not back to the hotel it's not to his friend's he doesn't know if he'll ever see any of them again. Because the only thing that he needs to do, the only thing that he can do, the one thing he can do, the one thing he can do right, maybe, after a lifetime of mistakes, is that he can go to where this thing lives, and he can be sure that he's the last person it takes. <laughs> Thank you.